Aloha, I'm Lynn Kawano. A wrongful arrest landed a homeless man in the state mental hospital for more than two and a half years. Joshua Spreestersbach was forced into drug treatment, though he never had a drug problem. And he was physically restrained by hospital staff so that medication that he didn't need could be injected. It boggles the mind when they, everybody found out, you know what, two years and eight months later that this man has been saying that he's telling the truth. He's not Thomas Castle, man. We messed up. How do we know they don't care? Because nobody did anything other than cover it up. It's a story of mistakes, apparently by so many people at so many levels. His sister, Vedanta Griffith, talks about her efforts to get answers in episode nine of The Other Side of Paradise. I think that he's doing better. He doesn't leave the property. He's afraid that if there's any incident where law enforcement is around, that he might be taken and taken away. So he's pretty apprehensive about being anywhere where there could be law enforcement. Is he fearful that he'll still be identified as Thomas Castleberry? When they released him from the hospital, the detective told him that, Tom, remember, Thomas Castleberry still has a warrant out for his arrest. So that was like a warning that you could still... It absolutely was a warning. Joshua Spreestersbach. He told them his name over and over again. The police officers who arrested him in 2017, the deputy prosecutors, his own public defenders, the court, the doctors, the state hospital staff. But all of them insisted he was Thomas Castleberry, a convicted drug user, car thief, and burglar. Castleberry had an outstanding probation warrant, stemming from an arrest for drug crimes. But Spreestersbach was arrested instead. It appears no one bothered to compare their pictures and, more importantly, their fingerprints, especially because Spreestersbach didn't have an ID on him. He was homeless and sleeping outside Safe Haven in Chinatown when he was picked up. So every time they called him Thomas Castleberry, he said, my name is Joshua Spreechersbach. I am not Thomas Castleberry. I did not commit these crimes. I was never on probation. And they would use that against him and say that that, that's the reason that he's delusional, because he basically was not allowing them to change his identity to be Thomas Castleberry. He never had a problem with illegal drugs, so he objected going to those required um, group sessions. And if he didn't go, he was further medicated. The orderlies would come and give him an injection of some antipsychotic medication that would, and he said that it always caused a scene and it embarrassed him every time they did it. And there was nothing he could do about it. For years, the family tried to find him. Another sister flew to Hawaii from the mainland, but was unsuccessful. Spreestersbach was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but he was never violent, never arrested for any felony crimes, just for sleeping in closed parks and on the sidewalk. We would contact the jails. We would contact the hospital. We would contact the health care providers that he had in Pahoa 
and on the on, so on the Big Island, he had medical providers, and he was very active in the mental health community there. It was really difficult for everybody in our family, um, my mom especially, and we would call periodically to see if there was any any news. We were terrified for his personal safety. It would be two years and eight months before a psychiatrist took the time to investigate his claims that Spreestersbach was actually on the Big Island when Castlebury was originally arrested for the drug crimes on Oahu. It was that doctor who finally requested fingerprints, which quickly confirmed he was not Thomas Castlebury. In January 2020, a court hearing was held in the judge's chambers, off the record so there's no official documentation of what happened. Nothing in the court filings to show the wrong man was held for the warrant and nothing that would clear Spreestersbach from any future connection to Castlebury. Spreestersbach was released from the Kaneohe facility with just 50 cents on him. He found his way back to Chinatown to safe haven and asked to use the phone. When he initially called, it was to my mother, and my mother contacted me, gave me the number I called Safe Haven, and he came on the phone, and when I heard his voice, I knew that it was him. So I, I don't know that we thought of anything else other than we have to get you out of there. You have to come home right away. Um, I knew that he was going to be safe. Griffith said when he landed in Vermont, he was in a zombie-like state from all the medication forced into him. He would drool and shuffle his feet. Griffith had no idea what her brother had gone through in the two years and eight months. She didn't find out until weeks later when she read the discharge report from the psychiatrist who helped free him. What happened? So when I asked him, why didn't you, why didn't you tell me any of this? Um, he said what well, he just didn't think there was any point because he'd been saying it for so many years and it didn't matter so he just he just didn't tell me the hawaii innocence project is now working to get the court records cleared up so the mistake cannot happen again the alias for thomas castleberry is still joshua spreestersbach despite everything that has been uncovered co-director of hip ken lawson calls it a cover-up This part is vindictive. This part is intentional. It would have been different had the judge said, you know, tell me how this happened. If you cared about what, what, what happened, you would have said, you know what, we made a mistake, let's correct it. Let's have a hearing and let's determine what went wrong and make sure that we clear the record so this doesn't happen again. Who screwed up in this case? Who, who's to blame in this case? I mean, the, the blame goes all the way around. It boggles the mind where you would not go and get the, uh, uh, check the fingerprints when you, when you were processing this man in. It boggles the mind. They already had the real Thomas Castleberry's fingerprints on file. They had the real Thomas Castleberry's picture in their file. They had it at the jail because in 2006, when Thomas Castleberry was arrested on this very case, he went to jail. He was photographed. He was fingerprinted. Why not take a few minutes to verify that this person I just picked up sitting out in front of a homeless uh, shelter with no ID, Right? may not be who he's telling me he is. So let's verify it. 
right? So why wouldn't you do these things? Because you don't care. His own deputy public defenders, and there were several of them, but not one seemed to have listened to Spreesterspach or questioned the reports by the panel of doctors that said he was delusional and needed to be held in the state mental hospital. None seemed to fight against forced medication or drug treatment. Turns out even the psychiatrist who helped him had been part of a previous panel that didn't take his claims seriously. That psychiatrist had seen him before though. What made her change her mind this time? Sometimes when somebody's being persistent, you know, as an attorney, or maybe, you know, I can't speak for a doctor, but as an attorney, when somebody keeps telling you, look, man, you keep saying that I may have, but I didn't, right? As sooner or later, you have to look back and at least, at least try to listen and investigate. The Innocence Project filed a petition to have the court records changed, and HIP wants it expedited so that Spreestersbach and his family can finally stop worrying about another mistaken identity arrest. Maybe then he'll be willing to venture out off Griffith's Vermont property, where he now lives with her and her family. Once we get this fixed, he's going to have a hard time still understanding that if he leaves the house, he's going to be safe. He's going to have a hard time trusting people uh, in positions of authority um, because of this, right? Because no matter how many times he told his public defenders, no matter how many times he told the judge, no matter how many times he told the doctor, these are people entrusted with your care. No matter how many times he told them that, no one believed him. As of this recording, no date has been set for the petition to be heard. I'll update with another recording as this situation moves through the system. Mahalo for listening. I'm Lynn Kawano.